What's up, bitches? This is Sierra. And what's up, bitches? This is Morgan. And this is, is Bitches, bitches and, and Murders. murders. That's I think so we much harder when we're not face to face. Right? Oh my god. <laughs> that combined with internet delays, that's that's hard, man. That's hard. Yeah. I also hate that I can't hear myself through my headphones. Um so if I'm like way too loud or way too quiet, I'm sorry guys. I'm trying my best. <laughs> All right. Are you I was going to ask if you're ready, but like I know you're not ready. I know you think I'm you're ready, ready, but like I promise you're not. Oh good. That's how I like to start. We're going to talk about Anatoly Moscovin. Good choice. Russian, for sure. For sure. Yep. And uh, there's a lot of plot twists, and don't you worry. We're, we're going to get there. But first, let's just, you know, let's just talk about his early childhood. Okay. Um, so he was born in 1966 in what is now known as... Uh, <sighs> Why did you do this to yourself? You did what I, I do. Know. <laughs> I know. No better. Learn from my mistakes. I know. Okay. What is now known as Nezchenevgrad. Yeah. yeah. Sure. That sure. You, you sh- shouldn't. <laughs> um <laughs> he was born in Soviet Russia, okay? And now it's not Soviet Russia. So now it just has a very Russian name that I slaughtered. Sorry. Um, he has parents, uh, but I did made the executive decision to not include their names, um, because I don't hate myself that much. You know what I mean? Uh, I know exactly what you mean. (laughs) But he had a relatively like okay upbringing, um, until he hit about like third grade. Um, and he says that in third grade, he was raped by an older, unidentified man. Um, and it's really unclear if he ever told his parents about this, uh, but they did note behavioral changes after the third grade. Um, yeah, I wonder why. I feel like I would behave differently, too. Right? Jesus. Uh, but in true Soviet Russia fashion... Uh, when he became socially awkward and like had no friends, they're just like, oh... He's just really smart. There's no trauma there. He's just smart. There's no other possible explanation, even though he was a totally normal child beforehand. Right. I don't know why I said in, like, true Soviet Russia fashion when, like, let's be real, America does that too. (laughs) Also, I was like, yeah, I don't think Russia is well known for doing that. Um, Uh, Like, everybody does that. Nobody (laughs) takes mental health seriously. But anyway, um... But he was like actually very intelligent. He was top of his class through his entire academic career, uh, which obviously got him bullied. <laughs> yeah, not not surprised. It sounds like it's it's the same everywhere. Right. Uh, and because of the bullying, he became a suture s- suture. Wow. Suture. <laughs> I just got off work in case you can't tell. Uh, super introvert and spent whatever money he came across on books and taught himself different languages that is very impressive cannot relate that's a i feel like that's an okay way to deal with being bullied i mean i've heard of worse right cough cough america 
<laughs> cough, cough. I mean, uh, America literally exists because we got bullied. Now that I'm thinking about it. Literally. <laughs> so this brings us to what he refers to as the turning point. The turning point. So the turning point for Moscovin happens on March 4th of 1979. Uh, and for those who don't do the maths, uh, he was 12. Yeah, I was not going to do that math. I'm not going to lie. I, yeah, yeah, I figured. And <laughs> uh, some context uh, to make this make a little bit more sense. Uh, in Soviet Russia, recycling was a government mandated thing. Oh, that sounds legit. I'm right. To do that. I'm like not mad at it. Uh, and because of this, schools would hold compulsory competitions for trash collecting. Oh, I'm the trash man. I, I was trying so hard not to say it. <laughs> and then you did it anyway. <laughs> you know, I'm a goblin. I'm, I'm the trash man. I pick up, <laughs> pick up trash. <laughs> so. On March 4th of 1979, Moscovin was collecting trash with his classmates. And because it was a competition, he was like, I'm going to go wander into this yard over there and pick up some trash. Um, <laughs> you know, for the trash collecting competition. <laughs> for the trash competition. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and he looked into the window of the house that he walked into the yard to and saw about two dozen adults wearing black robes holding candles over a coffin and singing in a foreign language um isn't that like the plot to hereditary (laughs) (laughs) yeah so (laughs) somebody saw him and grabbed him and pushed him into the house and the person who led him or like who grabbed him led him to the coffin and there was like a young girl laying in it who uh, was dead young dead girl really important that i kind of emphasize the dead part and you'll see why um okay and insisted that he needed to kiss her (laughs) uh oh okay i'm i'm following and uh because he was 12 I don't even know that because he was 12, because he has a functioning brain. He was like, I'm not kissing the dead body. Right. Like, maybe I don't want to do that, though. And the parents of the girl were like, no, you need to kiss her. <laughs> um, no. And because you know that if I can find a quote, I'm going to use it. So... Moscovin's quote about this event is um okay quote a woman apparently the mother gave me a large hungarian apple and kissed my forehead she led me to the coffin and promised a great deal of candy fruit and money she told me to kiss the deceased i burst into tears and begged her to let me go but they insisted everyone again sang prayers in a language i didn't understand and one of the adults drew my head to the waxy forehead of the girl in a lace cap i had no choice but to kiss where i was ordered End quote. <laughs> I I feel like this sounds like a real fake story. I feel like this did not happen. Oh, we're not even, ma'am, we're not even done. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> this story gets worse. 
ah okay okay so i'll let it happen moskvin kisses her forehead three times and then her parents handed him a pair of copper rings and told her or told him to place one on her finger and to wear the other one so like marriage yeah but she's dead <laughs> and so I like, like he's on crack corpse bride <laughs> this is literally the plot of corpse bride right Tim uh, Burton. okay <laughs> okay we got it the first time we're exposing tim burton right now so after the he puts the ring on he was given a basket of fruit and some money and then just sent on his merry way with the instructions to not tell anybody about what happened for at least 40 days is that when she comes back to life or like why the why the time limit here mm-hmm. i don't sh- do I look like I know anything about like Russian black magic? Days. That gives us like 10 days to get out of here. <laughs> uh, so on his way home, he threw the basket of fruit into a snowbank and then used the money to buy himself a book on animals, which is honestly kind of a mood. <laughs> you know, I feel that. I get it. I get it. Um, so he says that every night he would be visited by the dead girl who insisted that he learn black magic from her. And he refused, but she would still visit him every night. And at one point, she said that he needed to go to the village that she was from. Um, so he did. And he said that that stopped the dreams for like a little bit, but then she came back. I feel like I'm split right now. And like 50% of me is like, Homeboy just has early onset schizophrenia that's very undiagnosed, uh, which is the the more reasonable side here. But the other half of me, <laughs> the other half, the fun half, the fun half, <laughs> just wants like this to be true. <laughs> just made a deal with the devil, and he uh, doesn't fucking know it yet. It's not <laughs> the devil, but it sure as fuck a demon of some sort. <laughs> so. Homeboy messing with the face. You're going to get fucked up. He eventually told his parents about everything that had happened that day and about all of the dreams because he just, like, was not getting sleep, Uh, which, you know, I don't blame him. Um, If I was being visited every night by a dead girl, I would also not sleep well. Yeah, no, probably not. Yeah, especially a dead girl who's insisting that I learn black magic. Like, what? Even if it was just, like, schizophrenia or something and he's just having hallucinations, they still sound fucking terrifying. Like, right? I still wouldn't be sleeping even if it wasn't true. Like, it's still scary as fuck. Are you, are you ready to get mad? I'm always ready to be angry. Okay. So his parents, like, actually did a good thing and took him to a doctor because they were, like... They said exactly what I said. They're, like, the fuck? crazy. Right. Um, and the doctor was just like, nah, he's just transitioning into puberty and gave him a prescription for valerian to help him sleep. (laughs) That's all. It's just not though. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you. You grow body hair. You (laughs) have sexual urges. You have to kiss a corpse and then you have uh, hallucinations of that corpse visiting you and trying to get you to teach black magic you know like 
Yeah. Teenage years. You know, just puberty. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know about you, but like when I went through puberty, I did not like vividly hallucinate a dead girl. Can't relate. Can't relate. <laughs> uh and if you can relate, please go get help because that's not part of puberty. <laughs> Not any puberty I've been a part of. <laughs> uh, anyway. So the dreams lasted for like about a year. And then the girl got super annoyed because she was like, bro, black magic. And he was like, no. And she was like, you know what? If you're not going to learn black magic, then just pass my ghost on to somebody else who's going to learn black magic. And he was it like. Follows. Sorry. <laughs> just like name that movie plot. Okay, right? <laughs> Literally though. Uh and he was like bet. So she walked him through a ritual to pass her presence along to somebody else. And under her instruction, got a tooth from one of his classmates and did the ritual. Now you're probably wondering to yourself, Sierra, how did he get his classmate's tooth? I don't fucking know. No, I was I was actually just put that thing back where it came from or so oh. We have different priorities. Cause I just want to know like how he got his classmates too. I mean, I feel like Was there a rumble like a in the schoolyard and he like knocked the tooth out? Like what yeah, what what's the like, context? He was a late like a late bloomer. Because some people have their baby teeth until, like, I mean, some people go their whole lives with their baby teeth. Like, and some people's baby teeth fall out, like, later into puberty, which is weird, but, like, you know, it happens. I just want the context, man. Or maybe he just stole it with pliers. You know, I like all of my options. <laughs> you know, it's Russia. That's a possibility. You know, it is Russia. So, like, anything and everything I would believe. Right? Um... So his ritual worked and he never saw the girl again. However, he would visit her grave whenever he was in town because that makes sense. Uh, yeah, just the fond memories of my puberty ghost. Yeah, you know, you know just I gotta also visit the grave of my puberty ghost. I get it. You get an attachment. Uh, yeah, you just, you know, sometimes you got to visit the grave of your dead wife who was dead when you married her. And if you don't think that I'm not going to name this episode <laughs> Puberty Ghost, you got me fucked up. <laughs> uh, uh, so Moskvin admits that the events kind of opened his eyes to the occult and uh, helped develop his interest in it. Uh, it also started his interest in cemeteries, which he said, and I quote, attracted him like a magnet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure, 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 sure. Uh, so he gets into college. He went to the Russian MSU, which is Moscow State University. Oh, I've heard of them actually. Hell yeah, good for him. Woo, he went to MSU. <laughs> uh, and at Moscow State, he studied philosophy and language. And by this point, he had already taught himself how to speak 13 different languages. What the fuck? Calm down. <laughs> what do you ever uh, use that for? I don't know, dude. Literally. Black magic? Um, 
he wrote his thesis for the Department of German and Celtic Physiology and would later go on to teach Celtic mythology at a university. Damn, so he was smart and cool. Yeah. Shit, I know this is going to get bad. I mean, it's already gotten weird, but I know it's going to get bad at some point. But if I it makes you feel better, there's no murder. Wait, what? But do don't you, you worry. Do you remember? We're bitches and murders. There is a crime. <laughs> well, I guess there's already been a dead person, so I'm, st- I'm still satisfied. It's fine. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. So, while at MSU, I don't know why I typed it like that. I hate myself. Moscow State, (laughs) he joined the Society of Luciferians and took part. Exactly what I think it is. Oh, don't you worry. I'll I'll get there. Uh, And he took part in rituals involving dead animals and began using black magic. Um, and for anybody who doesn't know, Luciferians are basically like, uh, Lucifer is daddy and they look at him as more of a hero than like the villain. Um, so like saying that, huh? I'm not forgiving you for saying that. I just want to establish that as a fact. (laughs) I'm not forgiving me for saying it. So like, it's fine. So they're like. The Satanists of, like, America, but, like, the shitty version. What people think Satanists are versus what they actually are. Yeah, so they specifically only worship Lucifer and, like, look at him as, like, the hero. Because it's like, oh, well, you know, like, God is super oppressive and, like, is a bad dude. And they're like, no, Lucifer, like, broke the chains and, like, gave humans free will and lets them do whatever the fuck they want. Right. Whatever. So my question is, if he's learning black magic now, why didn't you just learn it from the fucking puberty ghost? Yeah. Most of us learned our black magic. Why did you waste your opportunity? So he does actually talk about how he wishes that he would have taken her up on her offer, but that his story of the puberty ghost helped him like move up through the Luciferian ranks because they were like, oh, dude, yeah, you married a corpse. That's fucking metal. Uh, puberty ghost he also published two Russian English dictionaries and helped write a book on the history of his town oh okay yeah I can't imagine of anything more boring than writing a dictionary right not (laughs) that sounds excruciating (laughs) so Now we have some events leading up to his arrest. Okay. So between 2006 and 2010, he wrote numerous articles for different papers on the history of the town and the cemeteries within it. He first caught the attention of the Russian police when he published an article on the, I I know I'm going to screw up part of this name, but here I go. Uh, The Mongol Tatar invasion? of russia sure that sounds like a real thing yeah uh between the 13th and 15th century in the article he accused the invaders of raping thousands of women which definitely sounds like something right 
Uh, and the public criticized him and accused him of being an extremist against the Tatar people. Um, and the E-Division of the Russian Department of Internal Affairs Anti-Terror Outfit flagged him because of the article and started keeping tabs on him. I feel like that's not that bad of an article. I guess I don't know about like the actual event, so like maybe his take wasn't accurate or maybe he was like portraying them much worse than they were. Uh which is totally valid. Definitely has fucking happened many, many times throughout history. Uh, that's like a little I just pegged as like a terrorist for though. Like even if I've... he did like manufacture stuff. I feel like saying that invaders are rapists is not inaccurate because, like, historically speaking, invaders were rapists. Yeah, and that's not even, like, unfortunately, as much as I fucking hate humankind, like, that's not really even picking on one group of people. Like, you can look at all different races of people who have invaded other countries all across the globe, and it right only happens quite a lot like no matter kind of what area they're from or what color they are or anything at all you know what i mean like what period of history we're in like that just kind of unfortunately happens yep okay so from here this episode was cursed we lost the whole second half after a bunch of technical difficulties and had to re-record some of it um so from here on out my audio is actually a little bit uh not great because apparently my microphone was not recording but my laptop was um so that's great uh yeah so i'm sorry in advance uh sierra sounds great i just sound a little funky thank you for bearing with us as we get this out of our brains thank you so he caught the public's and the authorities' attention again in 2008 when he published a book on the history of the swastika uh, as a solar symbol until the 19th century when the Nazi Party perverted it. Um, okay, but like that's just true. Like why right. are you salty about that? Also, they're not even allies with Germany. Like, right. Why do you fuck with Germany like that. Like why are you so mad? <laughs> he got labeled as a fascist because of this the opposite of fascism right i feel like people throw fascist around and like don't actually know what it means you know honestly that uh wouldn't wouldn't be the first time (laughs) you keep using that word but i don't think it means what you think it means (laughs) anyway uh so after the 2011 terrorist attack on the oh god don't make me say that uh Domo de Dovo International Domo Airport. That sounds Domo- difficult to say. D O M O D E D O V O. Too many. Too many O's. <laughs> Too many O's. <laughs> I don't say anywhere uh, more than three O's. That's my requirement. Right. Uh. Anyway, so there was a terrorist attack on the international airport. So. Moscovin visited a Muslim cemetery and painted the tombstones as well as pasting newspaper reports containing the names of the deceased to the headphones. Wow, holy racism. Did I just say headphones? I meant headstones. I I knew what you, you know, honestly, my brain just kind of glossed over that completely. It was like, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) I know what you're talking about. But yeah, so we got a little, a little anti-Semitic there for a little bit. 
Uh, yeah so this kind of forced the e-division's hand and they arrested him uh yeah i would fucking hope so like what right dude so this next next section is called and i quote from my dumpster fire brain arrest and plot twist y'all ain't ready oh no oh no (laughs) So, Moscovin was arrested, and on November 2nd, 2011, they raided his apartment. And they expected to find, like, extremist literature and, like, all of these plans. Let me guess, that's not what they found. That's not what they found. Instead, they found not one, not two, not even three, but 29 human-sized dolls dressed in women's clothing and painted with makeup. Oh, I don't... I don't like where this is going. Some of them had music boxes embedded in their chests so that they could talk back to him. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't even like that. I know that there's like a twit, like they're more than just dolls, but even if they're just fucking dolls, like I don't want my dolls to talk to me. Maybe it's just me. But that's <laughs> creepy and I don't want that. Right? Uh, I want the so... opposite of that. <laughs> I prefer my dolls to be silent. Thank as you. Silent as the grave. Thank you. Uh, so the dolls were arranged throughout Moscovin's room and the garage um, and then there was one that was kept in his parents bedroom but we'll get back to that um, so as the dolls are being removed from the apartment all of the media watching this just decided to like dub him the puppeteer because they were like oh yeah he's like the ringleader for this extremist group and terrorism and he's the puppeteer because he has criminal minds episode (laughs) doesn't it a little bit um yeah so after his arrest his father was hospitalized after having a heart attack and his mother was also institutionalized citing poor health and shock of her son's arrest yeah fuck i'd have a heart attack too if i had a kid and they turned out like even if they're just a terrorist and all that was true i'd be like fuck i did a really bad job (laughs) Mm-hmm. So you're probably wondering now, um, why did his dad have such a severe reaction? Both his parents. Why did his parents have such a severe reaction to him being arrested? I know you're going to tell me. Oh, I'm going to tell you. And in fact, it's a little funny that you said that you like your dolls silent as the grave. Because our plot twist is that all 29 dolls were the bodies of girls that Moscovin had exhumed from the local cemeteries. I don't like that. I don't like that. <laughs> I really don't fucking like that. Yeah. I hate yeah. how much I had to sing a song about it. <laughs> so the they ranged in age with the youngest being about three years old and the oldest being 25. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I don't like that kids were brought into this either. Yeah, it's it just keeps going downhill from here. Don't you worry. Oh, good. Oh, good. good. So we have another plot twist. Uh, he lived with his parents and they Mm-mm. never thought anything of the dolls. They swore up and down that they had no ideas that the dolls were human remains, even with one. And I will remind you, because I just said this a couple in minutes ago. Bedroom. He started their bedroom. Oh, <laughs> I would have a heart attack if I found that out. Right? I would absolutely have a heart attack if I found out that... Okay, 
this is giving them like the benefit of the doubt assuming they really really didn't know that there was something any weird like weird going on like they're just like the parents of a god what was that netflix documentary it was like lost in plain sight or oh um you know what i'm talking about right with the aliens yeah 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 like they're even dumber than those parents somehow oh yeah (laughs) so do you want to know what they thought the dolls were because they didn't think they were human remains. Uh, their son being an incel. <laughs> they thought that they were just really shitty paper mache dolls. Yeah. They're like, yeah, our son just sucks at everything. But like, it's okay. We love him. We'll tolerate it. Right. And uh, because you know I love quotes. <laughs> oh, no. We have, don't worry. It's just a quote from a family friend um, who said... The dolls didn't turn up suddenly. He had built up the collection over 10 years. All of them were kept in his room. There was only one in his parents' room, which he named Masha. Uh, His parents had no idea. When friends visited, they often remarked on them as works of art, calling them puppets. They just never thought they might contain human remains. The only concern his mother had was at times he would talk to them and she would ask, are you a child? End quote. I feel like you're going to explain this to me in a little bit but i am genuinely like confused how they don't like smell like don't get me wrong like i get when most people are buried they've been like embalmed and obviously that helps um Mm -hmm. but they still decay and like they still Mm -hmm. don't smell good Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. like (laughs) They were just like, wow, these are the world's stinkiest, shittiest dolls, and that's okay, or? Uh, he mummified them. Oh! After exhuming them. Good. We're just full send into Egypt. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I think think my favorite fucked up part is that, like, (sighs) he... (laughs) His aunt came over for like New Year's or something and he sat Masha, the doll that like lived in his parents' room, at the fucking table with them and was like, oh, auntie so-and-so, this is Masha. And his aunt was just like, oh, that's a doll. Okay. This isn't weird at all. I wonder if they just thought he was like one of those guys. Uh, Fucking, what is that show? Uh, it's like on TLC where people marry like weird shit. Like they're in love with like cars or Ferris wheels. Like did they was think it? he was just that like that kind of guy? They're like, oh, he's just a little weird. He just really likes dolls for some reason. Like I feel like I would have had more questions. Like if someone in my life was doing that, I would I would have more questions. I don't think I would just be like, yeah, that's fine. A little weird, but that's okay. Right. I just. Oh, I don't know why it kills me that he, like, sat it down at the table. It was like, here, meet my girlfriend. She's, uh, dead. Just like my wife. She's... Uh, uh, I just, I hate it. I hate everything. Uh, why? Oh, it just keeps getting worse. Don't oh, worry. Oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> So, all of the remains were of young girls who had died under tragic and or violent circumstances. And he knew 
all of their names, all of their backstories, and all of their causes of death. Let me guess. He has, like, a savior complex, probably. Like, he probably thinks he was, like, saving them from these, like, terrible fates. And he's, like, gonna treat them well. (laughs) It's even better. Oh, no. Oh, God. I'm scared. So, he started doing this in 2003 after being rejected for adoption. Um, So, he decided to turn to black magic to resurrect the dead. Oh, the puberty ghost. I almost forgot about that. (laughs) how could you forget about the puberty ghost he took black magic woman a little too seriously so i have a quote from him because of course also before you get into the quote can we just give props to whoever rejected him for adoption because homie you did the right thing this crazy man did not need that the the rejection for adoption is like low-key kind of xenophobic um because his partner so he had a partner uh and she was asexual like both of them kind of were um so when they went to the adoption agency they were like why like are you guys infertile like why aren't you just having your own babies and they were like well we don't really like actually want to have sex we just want to be parents and they were like that's weird as fuck no (laughs) You know, normally I would crack down really, really hard on that because fuck that. But in this scenario, it, I'm going <laughs> to give him a pass because that, that worked out. That worked out just fine. Knowing what you know. Knowing we're gonna what let I this know now. Yeah, that one's, we're just going to give that one a free pass just this one time. <laughs> <laughs> so our quote from him. <clears throat> The coffin was covered with crimson synthetic matter. With a chisel, I hollowed out a hole in the lid of the coffin at the head of the bed and through it, I pulled out what was left of the body. It was in very poor condition. The girl was dressed in a white blouse, black skirt, old tights and shoes. Uh, She had long hair. Then I decided for the first time to try to mummify it. I moved the body to a remote corner of the cemetery and buried it in the abandoned grave of some grandmother. To properly mummify the body, you need soda and salt in various proportions. I bought these substances in the store, found old stockings in the garbage dump, and made bags from them, pouring soda and salt into them and tied them to the remains. I changed these bags once a week. If people paid attention to me, I said that I was there to feed the birds. On July 25th, 2003, I wrapped the body in different clothes and carried it back to my home in my backpack. Within two days, I restored the body. I stuffed rags inside, then I sewed the body with threads and made a wax mask on her face, then covered it with nail polish, which I found in the trash. After that, I put her, I put on her clothes, which I also found in the trash. Mm. I mean, I'm just trying to, like, picture this in my head. And- oh, do you want me to send you the picture? I can, here, let me just send you the picture real quick. Oh, no. And it's like what I'm picturing in my head like and I have worked with dead bodies like I have been around the ick and like that is an ick level that even I would be like no no I'm no I'm good there you go oh okay opening and I'm scared (laughs) oh I don't looks like she had a few too many drinks she's a little (laughs) she's a little sloppy 
Uh, I, just I don't it. like her 101 Dalmatians. Is that? I think that's what that is. I recognize that dog. I don't like that. I don't. I don't. Also, I thought you loved them. I thought they were your children. You're you're dressing them in dumpster clothes. You couldn't just buy them clothes. You just had to go with dumpster clothes. Well, he couldn't go buy clothes. That would be super sus. Yeah, it's so sus. What are you talking about? There is a lot of sus here without that. That would probably be the most normal thing this man has done. (laughs) (laughs) So, some of the dolls had buttons for eyes. Um, Okay, Coraline. Because this entire story is just Tim Burton's Yeah, we have called out so many movies at this point. So many. Like, I think this is the most movie references we've ever made. I know. We're like easily at six or seven. Like, I. Yeah. <laughs> what is happening? Proof that our reality is not real. And we're living in a simulation. Or Tim Burton just really likes obscure stories and was like, I'm going to base all my movies off this man oh, and nobody's going to find out. But guess what, Tim Burton? Them. We found out. <laughs> I'm on to you. I'm on to you, Timmy. We're on to you. <laughs> We're gonna get a cease and desist order. <laughs> we really might. Uh, so the good ish, good ish news. Oh, um, there's good news. This this first time this whole episode was that while in custody awaiting trial, Moscovin actually cooperated with the police investigations like very well. Um, he told them which cemeteries the bodies had been removed from, uh, which graves, gave all the names of all of the girls. Um, so he, like, cooperated. I think that's the only good news I have in this story. I'm not going to lie to you. You know, for the sake of those families, that I'll take it. I'll take that as a positive, for sure. Because I'm sure they were really happy to find, like, out that their fucking child had been stolen. Because why would you know? Like, imagine you're just visiting, like your relative and their grave and later you find out that they're not even there and they got stolen by a creepy doll man creepy doll man i mean it's pretty accurate (laughs) yeah uh ready to get mad again oh always okay so there's some interviews with some russian journalists who asked the the real questions uh starting with why (laughs) That is also my question. His answer, we got a quote, because we know how much I love quotes. Uh, That's, like, rushly translated from Russian, so, like, if I stumble over my words, it's because the grammar doesn't make sense in my brain. Yeah, no, totally understandable. All right, so, quote, uh, the thing is, I'm practicing black magic. I wanted to revive them. I felt sorry for these children who could still live... Um, I kept them so that when science learns to fight cancer, it can later revitalize them. Genetics are developing now very rapidly. I felt sorry for all these children. I'm an expert in Celtic studies and studying Celtic culture. I noticed that the Druids had a tradition of communicating with the spirits of the deceased by sleeping on graves. When I studied the culture of the peoples of Serbia, specifically the culture of the ancient Yakuts, they too, uh, or there too, I found a similar practice. I also began to sleep on the graves of children who liked me. The spirits of the deceased children would come to me. Accordingly, I checked whether it was demons that came or whether it was spirits. I collected all the information I could, then, if possible, 
I checked this information. Um, I was convinced that the spirits of the dead children really came to me. At first, I slept on the graves. Then I adjusted because it was not convenient to sleep there. Instead, I carried the bodies where it would be more convenient for me to sleep with them. I began to dry them and bring them home. This was done very cleverly and slowly, one at a time, so nobody knew about it. I studied the theory of the technology of mummification from all available books. I studied the ancient Egyptian scripts. I went to Moscow especially to study the whole thing. Okay, so I have four points here. Point one. Okay. Uh, that is also just the plot of Futurama, like, with all of the heads. <laughs> uh, so there's that. Um <laughs> point two like this man definitely has schizophrenia right like we're we're in agreement here like we know that this man has schizophrenia right yeah okay because i don't i don't know any other any other disorder that would have delusions quite so bad as this um oh you mean it's not normal to sleep on graves so that you can talk to the dead uh i'm gonna go with no Puberty ghosts, yes. Okay. Uh, graves, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, point three, I hate that he referred to himself as clever. If you have to refer to yourself as clever, you are not clever. Okay. Uh, four, I hate it. I just hate it. I hate okay. all of it. I, all of it is an institution. It's terrible. <laughs> so... Our next question from the journalists. Journalists? Why did I just say that like basilisk? What is wrong with me? Journalist. Uh, the journalist. Anyway, the reporters. Ah. Uh, then asked him what he did with them in his home because they're just real brave. They're asking the real questions. I don't want to know those answers. I would not ask. To which he asked. Oh, too late. <laughs> uh, to which he answered. Quote, I talked with them. We had a hierarchy, our own language. We had respectively our songs and we had our own holidays. We had our own inner peace. My parents saw almost nothing of this and I did not let anyone else into this world. As a rule, my parents left the house for the summer, leaving in April and returning in October. At this time, we were engaged in our world. I guess I really explored all that I could explore in this area of black magic. To be honest, I had my favorite children. I plan to keep my beloved children home in any case. Those that I liked less, I plan to keep them in the garage. And they, and they lived there in the garage. I did not disfigure them, did not dismember them. I applied all of my work gently, affectionately, and politely. I even tried not to swear in front of the children. The fact is that I suffered very much from loneliness, especially during the summer period when my parents were not there. And they took the cat. I sat them down. Uh, they had holes drilled under their eyes. I showed cartoons to them. I played children's songs. I myself sang songs to them. Ordinary children's songs that I would sing when I when I had a live daughter. After that, we ate together. Or rather, I ate. I just offered them food as, as it is the Celtic and Yakut tradition. I've been studying child psychology for about 10 years, preparing for the upbringing of a child. I have experience of communicating with living children from my tutoring. What I would do with living children, I would do with these. I treated them as if they were alive. They were just temporarily dead. Okay, why does this sound like the world's most fucked up adoption resume? 
<laughs> like the worst adoption application. But also this man knows that with like a can of tuna and like a blanket, you could just take home your own cat, right? Right. Like you can just like, catch them. There's a lot of them. Like it's not I easy, dog. I love that he just threw that in. Like, I was really lonely. Like, my parents left for the summer. Like and they took the cat. <laughs> like, then go get your own cat, my dude. Yeah, like, you can just nope. adopt a cat. You don't even have to pay for it. Like, you can just take it. Right. It's, it's not that hard. Right. Uh, Hell, one hopped in your car at a gas station. Literally. Like, I just that easy. I didn't even have to do anything. It was like, yep, I'm coming home with you. Like, I don't think that's a good enough reason to be mummified no, children. No. I didn't think I had to say this, but like, if you're lonely, please don't exhume bodies. Just go get a cat. Yeah, just go get a cat. Please. Just leave children alone. Thank you. Please. I don't like it. I don't, I don't like it. So our last, well, not last, but the last journalist question that I'm going to touch on because I hate it. Uh, a reporter asked him if he knew that what he was doing was illegal. And he replied, yes, I realized that it was illegal. But at the time when the heroes of our science, uh, Dubinan, uh, Chetverkov? Aha. When they were experimenting with fruit flies somewhere in their closet, they also knew that it was illegal under the laws of Stalin's time. It was just then that genetics was banned. Now cloning is prohibited. From the very beginning, I knew that I was committing a crime, but I was so sorry for the children that, unfortunately, cloning is prohibited in our country. It will be allowed sooner or later. I just wanted some material for future cloning so that these children could live for a second time. I was very sorry for these children. Naturally, every time I dug a, dra- a grave, I leveled it so that nothing could be seen so as not to disturb those who are relatives. The fact is that for 10 years, this was kept secret. So I knew that none of the relatives of the deceased would ever know about this. I did everything neatly. I was not arrested in a cemetery. The MVD came to me on quite a different matter and accidentally found the dolls. Nobody knew what I had made the dolls from. Even my parents didn't know. So like... <laughs> Okay, but, like, his own argument doesn't even make sense, because if you're actually going, like, the whole cloning route, like, if they were really going to bring back these people at some time in the future, say cloning became, like, a thing, um, they could just exhume them then. You also need live, viable tissue. Yeah, I was And say, uh, mummified tissue ain't it, dog. I don't know a lot <laughs> about cloning. Like, I remember learning about, like, the sheep and all that stuff, like, back in the day. Dolly, <laughs> I think, or whatever. But, like, yeah, I thought it... It had to be, like, live tissue because they, like, took the live tissue mm-hmm. and, like, implanted it somehow, an embryo, and then they had, like, a new baby that was mm-hmm. technically a clone, right? That's how that worked. So, like, none of that yes. would make any sense here. No. Ah, <laughs> uh, this man, like, they just sound like absolute delusions. Like, I'm sure he believes mm-hmm. this. Like, he sounds convincing. Mm-hmm. He sounds like he absolutely believes it. Like, I don't think he's lying. I just think he's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, towards the end of the interview, he, like, makes a note that he wanted a child but was denied for adoption. And he just, these were, like, his surrogate daughters. 
which I hate. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I have covered a lot of cases, and this is like up there in like the I am uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't know that it 100% takes the cake, but for there not actually being any murder, I am, I'm uncomfortable. I am uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I don't like it. Mm-hmm. So, excuse me. In uh, May of 2012, his trial started, uh, and he was originally going to face five years imprisonment, uh, but was very quickly deemed um, mentally incompetent. Five feels low. Uh, and five feels low. Huh? Five feels lower than I want. Yeah. Uh, and during a psych eval, they dare they diagnosed him with paranoid schizophrenia. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Who would have fu- who would have guessed? So instead he was sentenced to compulsory medical measures, which is just a really fancy way of you're going to a psych ward and you're never leaving. Yeah, that sounds appropriate. Yeah, that, that sounds like a better yeah. place. So they imprisoned him in a psych ward and he gets uh every six month evaluations. Um and he has not passed a single one of them. So he is still in the psych ward. <laughs> See, and I like that too, because like, like a certain point with prison. So like if he would have gone to prison done like the five years, like they would have kicked him out at five years regardless. Like unless he did something really crazy to get it extended. Where like at least in the psych right. ward, like they're constantly monitoring him and like checking him. And like they can release him if he's ever ready. But it doesn't, it doesn't seem like that's going to be anytime soon. Yeah, no. Um, So during the trial, some of the families of the girls were like screaming at the judge to imprison him for life. Some of them wanted him to get the death penalty. Um, Obviously, neither of those things happened. He's just in a psych ward. (laughs) You know, honestly, though, like, I mean, I get don't get me wrong. Like, I get why they're fighting for that. and I get why they'd be angry. But like, I feel like ultimately this is like the best place for him. Like, I don't know if he deserves to die for that. Like, yes, it's fucked up, but, like, he's clearly ill. Like, he clearly thinks he's doing something, or he thought that he was doing something positive. You know what I mean? Like, he wasn't doing it with malice or anything. And, like, he was trying to take care of their children. Like, it's not like he was trying to do, like, really fucked up things to them, you know? So, like, I don't Mm -hmm. think he deserved to die for that, so... He is crazy town, though. Straight crazy town. Absolute crazy town. So he was ordered to pay compensation of around, like, $75,000 for moral and emotional damages to the families. Okay, but, like, how would he do that um, when he's in a mental hospital? He's not, like, he's making money. They liquidated his assets. Gotcha. He lived in an apartment with his parents. Uh, I doubt he has $75,000 in assets. <laughs> fair (laughs) um so interestingly the father of one of the daughters rejected any compensation saying and i quote because you know i love quotes (laughs) i would not take anything from moscovin after all he treated my daughter better than i had during her life he dressed her put her to bed read her fairy tales and showed her cartoons uh that took a real quick plot twist i was not expecting like 
Oh yeah, you thought I was done with plot twists and I was I not. I thought he was going to be like, yeah, I don't want any money from him because he's gross. Uh, which would make sense. I probably would feel the same way. Not that, uh... Okay, just way to out yourself as a shitty fucking dad. He's like, yeah, I don't want his money mm-hmm. because I suck. I fucking suck. <laughs> like, okay, dude. Sure. Mm-hmm. That sounds... Normal. <laughs> Mm-hmm. What is wrong with people? What is... Uh... Yeah. So, in 2015, he tried to push for, um, like, house arrest with, like, treatment at home. And he got some, like, pit bull lawyer to be like, oh, he is being beaten regularly by the guards and other patients and he's been placed in isolation and he has no freedom and he um, gets fed like 15 pills a day and some of them are sedatives and blah, 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 blah. Uh, Which not a single person gave a fuck about. (laughs) Yeah, you know I get that. Um, he almost got it in 2018, but the stipulation was that he had to apologize. And he was like, no, I didn't do anything wrong, so I won't be apologizing to the families. And the judge was like, cool, fuck you. Go back to your psych ward. <laughs> yeah, you know, I am I think that's the right thing. Just just keep him there. Just just, just keep him there. Like, we're good. The world yeah. is bad enough as it is. We're good. You can just have him. <laughs> yeah, and... Uh, because no story would be complete without somebody being unhealthily attracted to a mentally ill person. Mm-hmm. He did meet um, a girl. She is 25. Um, and they're going to get married. Yeah, they, she should just, they should just admit her while we're at it. Just, <laughs> just throw her in there too because what the fuck is wrong with you? I don't know who you are, but whoever you are, I'm speaking directly to you. This message is for your ears and yours alone. What the fuck is wrong with you, dude? Go to therapy. Get a dog. <laughs> Start a hobby. Because this, this is not it. It's a coping mechanism. Okay. End rant. Uh... So that's that's where we end our story. That is the tale of Anatoly Moscovy. Thank you for ruining my day. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Honestly, maybe my life. Um, but definitely my day at the very least. I told you that this was going to be fucked. Like, he didn't murder anybody, but I think this might be the worst case I've ever covered. And uh, fun fact. And there's no... If this sounds familiar, there's a video. There's a video. I remember the video of this. Mm-hmm. And it's it's on our pod, uh, the podcast group page, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. And I was like, this sounds really familiar. Yeah, that's why it sounds familiar. And I fucking hate it. So if you want to actually see them go through this, I mean, granted, it is all in Russian, if I remember right. But... There you go. And of course, we'll we'll post pictures and all that fun stuff as well. But uh Obviously. Have fun with that. 
I hope it ruins your day as much as my day is ruined. I'm sorry. You know what? But like, I'm really not. You know what? It's fine because, well, no, I don't think my episode will ruin your life. You know, it's surprisingly mild for me, but uh, it does take place right in my hometown, so. Oh, good. I hate that. (laughs) So that'll be a fun ride. (laughs) (sighs) Well, let's uh, just go ahead and wrap this one up then, because I really need this to never take up space in my brain ever again. I never again. want to think about this again. No one talk to me about this. If you message me about this, I ever. will be angry. <laughs> I don't ever want I to never. Like, I'm going to post the pictures on Instagram and then immediately turn off notifications. Yeah, I don't even want to. I don't. No interactions. You comment. I don't, I, I don't care. I'm not going to respond this time. <laughs> nope. I'm not doing it. Nope, never again. Never thinking about it. It has, it, it doesn't exist. As far as I'm concerned. So, uh, stay spooky, but not so spooky that I don't even, I can't even pinpoint just one thing. Stay spooky. Just not this spooky. Stay spooky, but not so spooky that you hold on to your puberty ghost past puberty. <laughs> gotta let him go that's why they call the puberty ghost stay spooky but not so spooky that you get a puberty ghost by spying on some cult activity stay spooky but not so spooky that you marry a dead girl stay spooky but not so spooky that you exhume bodies from a cemetery and turn them into dolls it's the music box in the chest for me. Yeah, you know, honestly, I was trying to forget that that was a thing. It's one thing to talk. Oh no, I'm not gonna let you forget. It's one thing to talk to them, but like, don't talk back. That's don't talk that's back. where I draw the line. That's that's where my issue lies. <laughs> oh, I hate it. Uh, stay spooky, but not so spooky that you sleep on graves so you can talk to the dead people inside of them. I don't, I don't even think I have the power in me to come up with any more because there's so many. I'm like, we'll be here for an hour. Oh my god. How long is this episode? That's how many more minutes we're gonna be here if I keep going. Oh, let's just wrap this up and be done with it. So if you want to tell us how much you absolutely hate this and then not have me read it or reply, uh, (laughs) (laughs) there's an email, there's Facebook, there's Twitter, there's Instagram, there's now TikTok, but we will not be responding to any comments about this case. So uh, follow us on all of that. Also on page... Oh, God, I'm not ready. Uh, Also, on Patreon, I actually just dropped some extra information, uh, like a little bonus episode about last week's case. Was that a week ago? Probably not. Whatever the last... That was probably like... (laughs) The last one was. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, if you want to check that out, that is up on our Patreon as well. There's going to be some more content coming soon. And, uh, yeah, Uh, have fun not having me respond to you. (laughs) (laughs) This is the one time Morgan doesn't want you to send us an email. Yeah. uh, Your email will go into the trash bin. Please do not email me at this time. (laughs)
<laughs> oh.